tonight our title is 2022 the year of greater works part two 2022 the year of greater works part two now the title itself okay as you all know by now is the prophetic word given to our church no vessels of god's glory that this year would be the year of greater works. But it's not exclusively for us. It's also for everyone who will be able to hear it and also believe on it. So it's for all believers. No? And I want to emphasize at the very beginning of this, uh, this truth that the prophecies and the promises of God are not automatic. I want to emphasize that again. Okay? No matter how great the promises are, no matter how great the uh, prophecies are, uh, they are not automatic. God wants to receive, um, He wants us to receive His word by faith. Okay? To believe it, to receive it, then, to experience it also in our lives. No? So what's important when we hear a word of God, uh, whether that's prophetic or whether it's in the word of God, what's important is we have this yearning in our hearts that it would become a living reality. Yun yun, no? It's not just mental knowledge. Because God sends his words because he wants us to experience it. And the way to experience it is to receive everything by faith. All right, so that's why uh, it's written in the Word of God. <clears throat> I was in the wrong page. It's written in the Word of God. Uh, the just shall live by faith. Okay, the just shall live by faith. Now, in fact, no, that phrase, the just shall live by faith, was mentioned four times in the Bible. That's how important it is. No? So faith, according to that verse, no, uh, you can uh, learn from that verse that faith is more than a mental agreement with the word of God. Faith is actually a lifestyle. Wherein, the more you practice faith, the more you grow in faith. Okay? It's like in sports, no? John, di ba? The more you practice, the more you develop your muscles and the more you get uh, good at what you're practicing at. It's the same in the supernatural or the same in the spiritual. You've got to practice your faith every day in order for you to grow in it, no? So whether uh, we like to hear this or not, Faith is a constant discipline. Okay, don't forget that. No, it's a constant discipline to be in the word of God. Because that's what the word says. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So hopefully tonight, no, as we hear once again the prophetic word and hear the promises of God, you'll get a boost on your faith. No? Your faith will be strengthened tonight. 
Because that's what God wants for all of us. So, because 2022 is the year of greater works, uh, there are four things we can expect to happen this year. Okay? And tonight, I'll give you three of them. And then we will review the first two that we tackled last week. All right? So the first thing we can expect in 2022 is this. Write this down. 2022 is the year of the new. Because it's the year of greater works, you can expect that this year is the year of the new. I'll read Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 to 19. It says here, stop dwelling on the past. Don't even remember the former things. I am doing something brand new, something unheard of. Even now, it sprouts, it grows, it matures. Don't you perceive it? Okay, that's in the Passion Translation. No? So what is God obviously saying to us in this verse? He's saying, don't remember the things before. In other words, don't focus on them. Okay? Uh, the passion says, don't dwell in the past. So, all of us, these past two years, have a common past that we all went through. So, what was that? The pandemic. No, We're on our third year. And, Although he knows, okay, God knows things has been so hard, uh, it has been so stressful, harsh these past two years, and maybe even before that, no, even before that, he is still commanding us tonight, forget what happened, okay? Don't, do not cling to the events of the past. Don't let it uh, remain at the forefront of your thinking. Why? Because he said in verse 18 and 19, because he is doing something brand new. He's doing a brand new thing. That's what he wants to catch. And that's what he wants us to catch on, no? This brand new thing that he has for his children this year. And sabi to the Passion Translation, it is something that's unheard of, no? Unheard of. So he's saying once again, no? I'll repeat it. Uh, he's saying you can let go of your past of what happened to us these past two years because he is bringing us into a brand new season. Okay? 2022 is the year of the new because of the greater works that he will do. He will do new and greater things for the people of God and for all those who believe. On him this year, okay? And to help us picture that new, those new things that will happen, 
that are still coming, we learned last week the Greek meaning of the word new. Okay? Found in 2 Corinthians 5.17. If you are in Christ, all things have become new. Okay? So we'll just run down uh, on those five things again. No? What does new mean in the Greek? One, previously non-existent. So he's saying to us, God is, has prepared new things which was never a part of your life before. So that's great, no? Talagang greater things and new. Another meaning of new, unprecedented. I love this, no? Ibig sabihin, uh, God will give us things that we have never experienced before or done before. Okay? Uh, this is that year. That's what He wants us to anticipate. For 2022. Okay. Another meaning of new is of a new kind. That's why we said he is bringing us into a brand new season. Something is happening in the spirit. Something is happening uh, in the kingdom of God. And the fourth meaning is it's something unheard of. Okay. So that means you have what will happen this year, you have not heard it ever in the news. You have not heard it in mainstream media, you have not heard it in social media. Definitely, you have not heard it in Facebook because it's something supernatural. Okay? Something supernatural, it's something that's initiated by God himself and his angels, okay, for the children of God and for this world. Uh, in other words, no, it's, you've got to forget the things that happen because these things uh, you have really not imagined before, okay? It's beyond the limitations of your mind. But uh, God prophetically is already preparing our spirits to receive it. All right. Another meaning is it's uncommon or far different from what they were before. Hallelujah. I think that's what we want. We want uh, 2022 to be far different from 2020, 2021. I think that's a... Deep, you know, a deep yearning in everybody's hearts, no, whether you're a believer or not. Okay. And God is saying this year, He has prepared things which are really far different. Huh? It should excite us. Uh, in other words, now you are entering into the greatest days of your life of seeing who God really is. Okay. Of seeing uh, His display of power and majesty and goodness. Okay, so you have to look high, not look down, not look uh, uh, behind you, but look to God, all right? Because he's going to display uh, himself in a greater way than ever before this year. Hallelujah. No? We, we want 
our God to move this year. And that's what he's saying. He's really going to move this year. All right? So, I want us, no, I, I said those things because those are the picture of our future. And let's be expectant. All right? Let's choose to stop living in the past. Okay, hi, Josan. Let's choose to stop living in the past. And another thing, no, because we're still hearing news of what this pandemic is doing. We're still experiencing things that are a residue of 20 and 20. 20 and 2021, it's so important that we choose at this point not to be affected mentally and emotionally by what's happening around us or in our lives, even if we are so aware of it. We've got to choose not to get affected by it, okay? Or else we cannot move on to the future. Okay? And that's what the enemy wants. Okay? Knowing the enemy, knowing the enemy, <laughs> and we kind of know his strategies already. You know? If you've been in the faith for you know, several years, you kind of know, you know. There's nothing new about Satan. There's nothing new about the demons. You know? they're, they're not... They're not creator. They're not creative. They just repeat themselves, all right? And one thing about our enemy is when he sees we are in the word of God and we're beginning to see the future, you know what does he do? You know, what does he, do? he reminds you, he shouts at you that it's not going to happen. I don't know if you've been bombarded by thoughts like that, especially when you hear the news. No, I don't know if that happens to you. When you hear the news, they, you know, the enemy will see, see, it's still the same. It will not happen. Okay. That's how he works. He will continue to lie to us. In the first place, how does he know it will not happen? Eva? How does he know he, it won't happen? Because he's just in the past. He's just living in, he's living in the past and he's living now, you know, and he doesn't know, he's, he doesn't know the future because God is way, so way ahead of him. Do you understand? God is so way ahead of him. And God, because he knows the end from the beginning, he tells us of things of the future. So he doesn't, really know what's going to happen. So what does he do? He just lies to us. He tells us, well, that's not going to happen. How does he know it's not going to happen? So it's a matter of choosing who to believe. Will you believe a lie? Okay. Will you believe things in the past? Or will you believe the word of God? And so that God can usher you into your future. Okay. So it's a matter of choice, all right? And I hope you choose the right thing early this year, no? early this month, that no matter what happens, you will hold on to the prophetic word and to the promises of God. That's so important this year, all right? So 
this is what it means to live by faith okay, and not by sight. Uh, I'm sure you've heard that verse. You've seen that verse in the Bible. No, we should live by faith and not by sight. That's what it means. We are not moved by what we feel, by what we see, by what we hear. As Christians, God is expecting us to be moved by our faith in Him and faith in the Word. Okay? So, Pastora is not saying that bad things won't happen. No. We're not denying that. We're still in this world. In fact, Jesus said, you will have tribulations in this world. But He said, be of good cheer. He said, I have overcome the world. So, we were meant to overcome every circumstance. And the key there is not to be intimidated or threatened or be moved by circumstances. If you want to overcome and if you want to see the greater and new things God has in store for you. Amen? Okay? So, this year, uh, we've got to be deep. In the word of God this year. We've got to learn to feast on the word of God. Kung matakaw kang kumain, this year kailangan matakaw ka kumain ang salita ng Diyos. Okay? You've got to learn to feast on it and be filled this year with the promises of the words of God. Because that's the only way the Holy Spirit can fully work in your life so that He can do the greater works that God has for us. Alright? So to prove that, no, God reminded me of a verse. I want you to look at it. Just open your Bibles. It's in John 3, chapter 34. So even if I read it, please read it. In your own Bibles, John 3, 34. And it says here, New King James, For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God does not give the Spirit by measure. Okay. That verse is referring to Jesus Christ. I will repeat it. For he whom God has sent speaks... The words of God. For God does not give the Spirit by measure. So it's saying here, okay, that the Spirit of God was upon Jesus Christ without measure. In other words, He was fully anointed. We know that word, no? Anointing, anointed. Jesus Christ, when He lived on this earth, was fully anointed by the Spirit of God. Now, why was he fully anointed? That's the question. The verse is John 3, 34. Uh, why was he fully anointed? Was he anointed in God's fullness because he was the Son of God? That's a question, no? Because a lot of people say, well, of course, he's fully anointed, no? He's, he's Jesus. He's the Messiah. He's the Savior. No? But that's not what John 3, 34 is saying, okay? And 
for us to understand it more, I will read it in the amplified version. Okay? I want you to listen to it. Amplified. Uh, okay. For since, for since he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, proclaims God's own message, God does not give him his spirit sparingly or by measure, but boundless is the gift of God makes of his spirit. Look what one word can do in a sentence. In the Amplified, it says, For since he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. What does that mean? It's saying, the verse is saying, Jesus Christ had boundless anointing because he speaks the words of God. Did you get that? That's so important. Jesus was fully anointed because he speaks the words of God. In other words, the word of God is what he believed in his heart. It is what he meditated on his mind. And it is, it is what he spoke in faith. He released his faith by his words. Okay? And when he and because he lived that way, all right? Because he lived that way. I'll say it again. Jesus Christ, who lived by faith, showed us how we should live on this earth. Okay? He believed in his heart. He meditated on his mind by faith. And when he's so full of faith in his heart, out of the abundance of his heart, now he speaks. Okay? So, and because of that, the Holy Spirit had uh, free reign. He was uh, so free to just confirm everything Jesus said. All right? Jesus was so deep in the word of God. He was so focused in the word of God. Every time he speaks in faith, the Holy Spirit goes into action. Amen? And that's how we should live. Okay? If we want, I hope you got that, no? If we want the new and the greater things this year, you've got to hold on to the word of God. Believe on it regardless of the situations. Meditate on it, okay, regardless of how you feel or regardless of what you see. Then it's what, and as you meditate on it and your heart becomes full of it, automatically it will come out of your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And when you do that, Holy Spirit will go to work for you. Greater things. Greater things. So check, no? Always check what you're saying, what you're thinking, what you're believing. Okay? And if you're saying things that's not in line with the word of God, that only means you're listening to the words of men or the words of Satan. Go back. Go back. Amen? Discipline your, you know, discipline your mind. You know, uh, there's a verse, no? I did not write it down. It's in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. For the weapons of our warfare 
are not carnal but mighty to the pulling do down of strongholds. No? Uh, able to hold captive every thought into the obedience of Christ. So, by the grace of God, we can hold captive our thoughts. We can tell our mind what to think. In other words, okay, okay, if we are being bombarded by lies of the enemy or being bombarded by what's happening around us, and we're imagining negative things already, that's the time to stop, amen, change the way you think, remember what God said, realign your thoughts to God's thoughts, amen, and start meditating on it. All right? That's how you live by faith, okay? So let's go back to Isaiah 43, verse 19. I hope that's very clear, no? The second thing that you can expect is this. 2022 is the year of divine reversal. Okay? This is a review. Verse 19 in Isaiah 43. It says here, I am doing something brand new. Something unheard of. Even now it sprouts and grows and mature. Don't you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. So in this year, what you will see in the desert, what you will see in the wilderness are rivers of water and paved roads. What's that a picture of? In other words, you're going to see divine reversals. God will do divine reversals this year for you. Amen? Alright, so globally, we have seen bad things happen. Actually, personally as well, we have been through uh, rough and hard times. But the good news is this. God is about to reverse some things in our lives this year no the it's a divine reversal that can only be uh, that can that uh, you can testify one day that it's god who did did it not man that kind of reversal because only god can do that a divine reversal okay God will do that for all of us. Now, this is what happened to King Hezekiah. Don't ever forget this passage for this year, okay? Don't ever forget this. You will learn a lot from this passage. Isaiah 38, verses 1 to 6. Okay? Isaiah 38, because this is what happened to King Hezekiah. I will read, no? In those, verse 1. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, one, uh, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. I want you to notice this. No? Who told him that he's going to die? It wasn't a doctor. It was God himself. Diba? It was God himself. That means 
he has no more chance of living. Because it's already gone. Okay? He's telling him, okay, prepare your life. <laughs> prepare, prepare your life. Prepare to meet your maker. You're about to die. Okay? Yun sinasabi niya. So, he's at the end of his life. You picture that. He has no more chance to live. Not even 1%. Okay? Death is already staring at his face. Okay? It is an impossible situation to get out from. Okay? So, there's no more hope for him. Now, this past two years, uh, a lot of people have lost hope and still are losing hope. Okay? Especially now when they hear the news. Uh, in fact, no, statistically, it said that uh, in 2020 and 2021, there are more depressed people on the earth than the previous years. Okay? Lots of Filipinos, okay? Dito na lang tayo sa bansa natin. Lots of P Filipinos have lost loved ones. Lots of Filipinos have lost their health. Uh, lots have lost their jobs. Okay, it's 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 really a difficult time for the country, and up to now, things are still happening. A lot of people are living in fear. A lot of people are in confusion. They don't know anymore what to expect. Okay, but I want you to know the reason why we're having this, the reason why he gave the prophetic word. God has a different plan. Okay, God has a different plan for his children. And what he did for King Hezekiah, he can definitely do for you, do for your family, and do for this country. All right? So, I'll read verse 2. Okay, let's see what happened to him. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall. And prayed to the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I pray how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Notice what he did in the midst of an impossible situation. He prayed. Okay? That's what he did. He prayed. Now, I want you to remember this. You write this down, okay? One of the greatest power that God has given the children, his children, is prayer. Prayer is greater than an impossible situation. I'll say it again. Prayer is greater and more powerful than an impossible situation. Why? Why is that true? Because through prayer, we are able to connect with God with whom nothing is impossible. Am I correct? Am I correct? Through prayer, we're able to connect to a God where nothing is impossible. Okay? So, 
It's also said in Mark 9.23, and we'll put that together. It's written, all things are possible to him who believes. Mark 9.23, all things are possible to him who believes. So in other words, okay, it's the prayer of faith that gets miraculous results. The prayer of faith this year will get supernatural, miraculous results. Okay? It will produce divine reversals. Okay? Now look at verses 4 and 6. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, saying, Go and tell Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of David your father, I have heard your prayer. Okay? Listen to this. This year, God will hear your prayers. Okay? God will hear your prayers. The verses again, someone's asking. Uh, Isaiah 38, verses 4 and 6. We're continuing the story. Okay? 4 to 6. God will hear your prayers. I'll continue. It says here, I have seen your tears. Surely I will add to you, to your days, 15 years. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city. Listen very well to the word of God. From the brink of death and the approaching destruction of a city. What did God do for him? Because he prayed, he got healed. God added 15 more years to his life. Grabe, no? From 0 to 15. And the city where he lived, where he ruled, okay, was delivered from their enemies. That's what I call a divine reversal. Okay? So God doesn't only uh, reverse things in a person's life. He reversed things citywide, nationwide. Okay? That's what he can do. If he can reverse things for you and I, he can reverse things for our families. And definitely, you please hold on to this, he can reverse things in the Philippines. Is that an amen? I hope that's an amen, okay? We have to stretch our faith this year, not only for ourselves. We've got to stretch our faith for our country because our country needs the prayers of faith of the children of God for things to turn around, okay? Nothing will happen. No effort of man will succeed without the prayers of God's children. Don't ever forget that, all right? Don't ever forget that. In the, in the privacy of your own room, you can change the destiny of a nation, okay? You can change your destiny, the destiny of your family, and of this nation, even in the privacy of our own rooms. That's why it's so important, okay, you get this. Prayer will, uh, prayer will uh, have a very vital role this year. For the kingdom of God. Without prayers. There will be no signs and wonders. 
and divine reversals. Okay, God is showing us He needs partners. He needs people on the earth who will believe with Him, pray with Him, and pray towards Him so He can move freely in our lives. Okay, so this is the kind of what happened to Hezekiah and to the city that he belongs to, to the nation of Israel, this is the kind of reversal that is available for us. Okay? I hope you get excited, no? That's why it's so important. Forget what happened before. You've got to forget. You reach out to what God wants for us in the future. Things you thought will not to come to pass anymore will suddenly happen this year. Okay? Things you know that should have happened by now, okay, but because of this pandemic, it did not. Well, guess what? God can reverse situations so that what he promised to you before can now come to pass in 2022. The year of divine reversals. Okay? So, this year of greater works, all things are possible to him who believes. Okay? Faith is so important this year. Develop your faith every day. Uh, saturate yourself with the word of God. Develop yourself in faith so you can receive everything God has for you. So, no matter how dreadful or evil the enemy has done to this world or is even threatening to do in the future, I want to tell you, God will do a greater work this year that will overthrow the works of the enemy. And you will see it with your own eyes. Okay? Hallelujah. Mark my words. To those who believe, to those who believe, okay, to those who believe, they will see more healings, more miracles, more signs and wonders than they've ever seen before this 2022. This is the year for the believer. It is not the year for the unbeliever. No, we should pray for the unbelievers. Even unbelieving un unbelieving believers, this is not their year. No, this is the time that we should encourage one another to believe again. Okay? This is the time. The year of greater works. Now, the third thing, okay? The third thing you can expect this year is this. Write this down. 2022 is the year the king remembered. Again, 2022 is the year the king remembered. Okay? I'll show you what I mean. All right? We'll go to Exodus. We'll go to Exodus chapter 2, verses 23 to 24. Okay? And before I read on Exodus, just a reminder of what Exodus is. Exodus is the book where you find the divine story of Israel's departure 
and freedom from the bondage to Egypt. Okay, that's their story, and we can learn a lot from that. And their and their uh, <clears throat> story of redemption starts with these verses: Exodus chapter two, twenty-three to twenty-four. I'll read it. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage, and they cried out. And their cry came up to God because of the bondage. No? Like now, so many people are crying out because of this pandemic. Verse 24, so God heard, once again, God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. So what's the context? After 400 years of bondage and in the season of prayer, while they were praying, what's the response of God? God heard, one. And second, God remembered. Did you see that? He remembered his covenant. So in scripture, you will see that verse, God remembered. Every time you see that verse, it does not mean, it does not mean God forgot something and then suddenly he remembered. No, that's not what that means. No. Remember means literally, it means God was waiting for a specific time to reveal himself because now he's going to take action. Okay? When God remembers, he's ready to take action. Don't forget that. That year, when God remembered Israel, he remembered his covenant and he delivered Israel with signs and wonders. Okay? The good news is God has also seen what we all went through these two years globally. Okay? Globally to, no? Not just one person. He has seen it. He has heard the prayers. And now, in 2022, watch out. You're going to see God in action. Okay? This is his year. Okay? Is now going to take action. Would you agree with me? There are some things on this earth, some things on this nation, some things in our lives that needs attention. Would you agree with me? So God is going to remember his covenant with us and he's going to step in. Amen? Amen is going to step in, no? In the same way he stepped in, the lives of the Israelites. He's going to remember his covenant in the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what we have with him. The covenant in the blood of Jesus Christ and he will move according to what Jesus Christ paid for us. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm getting excited. God is a covenant-minded God. Okay? He does not forget 
his covenant, especially in the blood of Jesus Christ. And when we go to him, amen, reminding him of his covenant with us, guess what? He will start to take action. Okay? So we need, no, we need to get our prayers right this year. Our prayers should not be prayers or cries of sympathy or <laughs> cries of complaint or, or, or of fear and anxiety. It's got to be prayers that says, Lord, this year, no matter what happens, because of your word, because of the covenant, I am going to trust in you. I am going to put my faith in the covenant that I have with you, and I'm going to put my faith in every promise of the covenant paid for in the blood of Jesus. That kind of prayers God wants to hear. Amen? Amen? For things to start happening supernaturally for us, okay? Now, my question is, now what motivates God to take action? What motivates God to take action? Okay. Now let's look at Mark 6.34. That's one verse that will reveal God's motivation. It says here, And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd, so he began to teach them many things. Mark 6, verse 34. Two important things that we can see here. No, We can see what moves him. It says there, when he saw, he was moved with compassion. What motivates God to take action? The Lord's compassion. No? The Lord's compassion. He's a ever merciful God. He's a good God and His mercy endures forever. Okay? He is moved, okay, by what He sees. Okay? He, because of His love, His compassion will rise up within Him. And I want to say tonight, compassion is not a feeling. Okay? Not like us, no? We, we associate compassion with pity. No? In the Bible, the Lord's compassion is not a feeling. It's a supernatural force within him. Okay? So much so that when he sees a need, his compassion rises up and he places upon himself to meet that need. Okay? So this year, as we cry out to him like Hezekiah, in an impossible situation. Don't ever forget that. Okay? God will be moved with his compassion. Rise up and take action. On behalf of all of us. Amen? Okay? Now the second thing I want you to notice here. no? Hallelujah. You know, I just want to add here. no? I just want to add. It's a good thing. God will not answer us. Because of our works. Okay? That's a good thing. 
Because it all now depends on his heart of compassion. Okay. Maybe some, some people will be uh, feeling guilty about how they live or how much they, uh, how much they have failed God or uh, how, much, uh, how much lacking they are no, in their commitments with God. But you know what? God will not answer because of our own works. God will answer because He's a compassionate God. Amen. So I want you to have that picture of God as a good and merciful God. Now the second thing we can see in this verse is this. No, So He began to teach them many things. My question to you. When you see Jesus Christ in action in the, in the Gospels, why is it that the first thing he always does okay, is to teach and preach? That's the first thing he always does. He always teach first or preach, then he heals the sick, then he casts out demons. Okay? Why, why is that his SOP? That's his standard operating procedure, okay? He does that because he wants to send the word of God to the people. He wants the people to hear the words of God. In other words, he is stirring up their faith. No? He teaches, he preaches. So that when people are in faith, they can receive from him. Okay? So, if you will continue with that story, no? if you will continue. He started teaching, but he ended with a miracle. And the miracle was, you know, the story ended with him multiplying five loaves of bread and two fish for, for the multitude. And according to the scholars, that night, out of his great compassion for the people of for the people who were there, he fed at least no at, at least twelve thousand people. Okay, that's what his compassion can do. He doesn't only heal; he provides for those who has no capacity anymore to provide themselves. And isn't that good news for this country? That's so good news because a lot of people have no jobs today. A lot of Christians are still struggling, struggling financially. Okay, but uh, like I said before, no. When we ask the Lord, when Pastor Adam asked the Lord, you know, what he meant by uh, twenty twenty-two is the year of greater works. He further explained to her that. Uh, this year, it's greater works in the kingdom of God and greater works in our finances. So God is able to multiply things for us. Okay, If the world cannot anymore supply what we need, God, our provider, is able and capable and powerful enough, amen, to do a miracle of provision for all of us. A provision of a job, a provision of finances, whatever, no? Whatever we need, 
God is able to provide. Amen. Amen. So stretch your faith, no, to your provider. There is only one provider. Everything else is just an instrument. Even if you lose your job, God can give you another job. Amen. Because everything else are just instruments. There's only one source. And in this story, he ended up multiplying things, food for the people. So 2022 is the year the king remembered. Okay. This year, he will rise up with so much compassion. He will do greater works in people's lives. And I like to tell you, when the king decides to reveal himself, no one, I say, no one can ever stop him. No one. Not even the hordes of hell. Okay? Not even wicked men in this world can stop when God remembers his covenant. Amen? So, uh, I want you to know, no, and this is my hope, and this is what I really believe in. This is how the pandemic will end. The pandemic will end with God getting his glory. Okay? All along, it's funny. All along, people are trying to find the solutions for this COVID. And yet, the cross has provided already every kind of healing that people will ever go through in this life. Jesus already provided for you. In the end, people will know not only that God, God is a God of miracle, but God is really a God who heals the sick. He is a healer. And we will see this year, no? I know this in my heart, we will see more healings this year. More healings, more miracles this year than ever before, okay? Because of the tremendous attack of sickness that has happened, God, okay, will do greater, greater than the sickness. Kaya, we will see a healing movement like we've never seen before. And if you want to be a part of that, okay? If you want to be a part of that, start expecting it. Start believing on it. Start believing on the promises of, war, of the word of God. Start believing what Jesus Christ, Christ paid for. And you will see the miracles of God. And you will be part of this healing movement that is about to explode on this earth. Amen. God will get his glory through this pandemic. Amen. That's why it's the year of greater works. Amen. So let's be like Hezekiah, okay? And let's be like Bartimaeus. We will end with Bartimaeus again, no? I love that guy. No, I never... Uh, there's so much to learn in that passage, now. We will end with this story again. Mark 10, 46 to 52. If you were not here last week, Mark 10, 46 to 52. You can find the story of Bartimaeus. Okay, we'll end here. 46, 47. When they came to Jericho, as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road, begging. 
And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. If this is your first time to hear this story, just go back to, uh, to the previous uh, lessons, okay? It's already recorded. In fact, it's in Spotify. You go back to those teachings. So I'll, I'll just uh, highlight some points here. When Bartimaeus heard Jesus passing by, he cried out, okay? I like to say, this is not a time to be silent. 2022, in 2022, God wants to hear us to cry out, okay? Let him hear your voice. Let him hear your voice. In the same way he heard Bartimaeus and he stopped for Bartimaeus. This is the year of crying out. That means this year we need to pray more than ever before. Okay, more than ever before. Because... If we want, I mean, if we want God to move on the scene, okay? Look at 48. When he cried out, 48, then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. Okay? I, I want to encourage you. Don't let the situations silence what you really believe about God. Don't let the situation silence what you really believe about the son of David. The son of David, when, when Bartimaeus cried out, son of David, it's the title for the Messiah. He was saying, I believe in you, Messiah. I believe in you, the Christ. You are my Savior. You are Messiah. That's what I believe in. So don't let anyone intimidate you by their, you know, by their philosophies or by their rationalism or, or by their unbelief. Don't let any situation silence what's really in your heart. You know, let God hear your voice. In your speech, in your conversations, in prayer. Okay, like Bartimaeus. He did not care. Okay, he just wanted his miracle. If you're that desperate, okay, if you're that desperate to see the hand of God move in your life, you will not care what other people say. What you will only care about is what God said. Amen? And it will not silence you this year. Amen? So, verse 49, I will continue. So, Jesus stood still, commanded him to be called. That's called compassion. Okay? Jesus stood still, commanded him to be called. Then, they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise. He is calling for you. 
And I really sense that's what Jesus is saying. Jesus, the head of the church, is saying to his church, Rise! I'm calling for you. Rise! I'm calling for you. Okay? There's something new this year. Come to my presence. Talk with me. Okay? Be of good cheer, no matter what's happening. And verse 50, this is what he said. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. This is what I love about Bartimaeus. This is an action of faith. He threw off his garment. And what's the garment a symbol of? It's the symbol of his past. It's the symbol, uh, it's the identity that says he's a beggar. That he's poor. And when he threw that off, he was saying, no more past. Not anymore. I'm through with my past. I'm throwing it off. I'm no longer blind. I'm no longer poor. That's what I call faith. Okay? That's what I call faith. He was still blind when he threw off that cloak. No? But that's the cry of faith. No? When you hear faith, <laughs> when you hear faith, it's, it really sounds, when you hear someone in faith, it really sounds crazy. Why? Because it's something you don't see and you don't hear. Okay? But Bartimaeus did not care. He was in faith. He was telling the whole world, although he was blind, he was telling them, see, I am no longer blind. That kind of faith, that kind of boldness, no? Faith talks. When someone is in faith, you will know what that person really believes by what that person says and by the action of that person. Amen? So, uh, I want to encourage everyone, no? like Bartimaeus, he said things, he said things in the, he said things by faith. Okay, he said things by faith and not what he saw in the natural. So, although he was saying those things, no, although he was uh, doing faith action, but if we, uh, if we learn from him, if we do what he did, if you talk faith, Act in faith, things will begin to change for you. Okay? Nothing may have changed in the natural yet, but if you talk faith, if you act in faith, things will begin to change for you the same way it changed for Bartimaeus. Amen? Okay? So I hope the radical believers are in this room. Okay, that's what we need today. Okay, with radical problems, we need radical faith. Do you agree with me? Okay, hindi na yung sinabi ni Mote kanina, no, no, papetek-petek. Hindi na ganon. Hindi na, you know, in our time, pabanjing-banjing. Hindi na ganon, okay? We have no more time. This is the time to rise up in faith, in boldness, 
Okay? This is the time you practice everything you've learned from past seasons, okay? This is already, that's why you had so many Bible studies in the past. That's why you had many preachings in the past. So you can use it for this difficult time. Amen? In the same way with Bartimaeus, it did not matter how dark it was in his world. For him, Jesus was there. And for us, the church, Jesus is still here. Jesus is still the head of this church. Amen? Is that an amen? He is still alive. He is still the King of Kings. He's still the Lord of Lords. And he's about to move. And those who will move in faith, believe in faith, will move together with Jesus this year. Amen? Is that an amen? And I hope this group, all of us, all of us together will move together with our king. Amen. He needs us this year to move with him and to believe in him. So, I'll just, uh, uh, verse 50, 51, okay? We'll end this story. So, Jesus answered and said to him, this is the verse for the year. Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you listen to me he's asking you a very personal question what do you want jesus to do for you he's not asking what do you need he's asking what do you want okay what do you want because of the harshness of what we all been through, the sadness, the pain, the divisions, the fears, out of his compassion, he is now personally asking us this question because he wants to meet all that we desire and all that we want. Okay? He's about to do that. This is this year. So what will you cry out to God like Bartimaeus? You will cry out. You will pray to him your hopes and your dreams. What you want. Okay? What you want. Not just what you need. In 2022, I have good news for you. God wants to bless you abundantly, miraculously, with signs and wonders. He wants that to do for you supernaturally. What the world cannot do for you, Jesus can do for you. Okay? So, 51, I'll continue now, 51b. The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. And I asked you this question before, and I will ask you again. Did not Jesus know that he needed, he, he needed his sight back? He was blind. Of course, Jesus knew he wanted to see. But he still asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Why did he ask him? And we learned last week, no? He asked him because he wanted Bartimaeus to release his faith 
on Him. Okay? It's one thing to believe in your heart. It's another thing to release your faith in prayer towards God. That's another thing. He's waiting for your voice of faith. Amen? Verse 52. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith, not my faith, your faith has made your, you well. And immediately, I love that verse, no? I love that word. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus on that road. This is also a year, the year of suddenlies and the year of immediatelies. Amen? The year of suddenlies and the year of immediatelies, okay? The things you've been long waiting for, God, out of his great compassion for you, has remembered what he has promised you and he's about to rise up and meet that need. Amen? Meet that desire. Hallelujah. So, I want to end here, okay? I want to end here. Okay? When, amen, when, uh, when Bartimaeus, Hezekiah, Israelites, when they shouted out to God, cried out to God, amen, God remembered his covenant. And they also cried out their covenant to him. I want to tell you, today, it is a covenant thing to ask God. Okay? It is a covenant thing to ask God. I'm saying that because there are uh, religious te teachings, okay, that prevent Christians for uh, from really asking from the heart, no? Because we heard before, no? Uh, when we keep asking God things, no? Sometimes people will tell us, "How selfish, naman you are! You're always asking things from God." Have you ever heard that? No, you're so selfish. You're so just concerned about yourself. Okay, there are people who will say. Pastora, do you mean to say I can ask even the little things? That's so embarrassing naman, you know? There are things that I can do by myself. But I want to tell you, okay? The most, one of the, one of the covenant things we can do this year that can make God answer our prayers is to ask Him. Ask Him. John 16, verse 23. I'll read it. Most assuredly, this is Jesus speaking. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask. Notice, no? Whatever. What does whatever means? <laughs> whatever. Whatever you ask, the Father in my name, he will give you. Fantastic promise of God. If there's any verse, okay, that you need to memorize, chapter and verse, even the words, that's the verse, okay? Whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give you everything. Every time you ask something from God, which is a promise in the Word of God, 
you can say this, Lord, I'm asking because this is what you said. And I thank you, Father. Jesus said, you will give it to me. And I receive it by faith. That kind of radical faith you believe that you receive at the time of prayer. So he's inviting us. No? This is how you pray this year. He's inviting us to ask so we can receive the greater works that he has for us. This is what we do. No? You write them down. Then be covenant-minded. Take it to the cross of Jesus Christ. What do I mean by that? No? Trust what happened at the cross. Trust what happened at the cross. Jesus paid it all. All right? Then, in prayer, give it all to him with thanksgiving. Just give it all. Release everything. Okay? Then don't take it back anymore. Once it's in the hands of Jesus, okay? You don't worry about it anymore. You don't keep asking it. Why? Because it's already there in his hands. And every day you start thanking him. You're thanking him for his answers. And when you do that, no, I promise you, when you do that, when you release everything in faith, that's the only time that true biblical expectation, true biblical hope will begin to rise up in you. And you will live in faith and hope and peace every day. Why? Because you know it's already in God's hands. Amen? And you are living in expectancy. Amen? So, if you do that, no situation should and can quench or put out the fire of faith and hope that you have in him. No situation. Why? Because you believe him more than any situation. You believe the promises of God more than what people say. You're so convinced of it. And it's just a matter of time. Okay? New things will come. Secondly, what? New things, divine reversals will come. Because... The king has remembered you this year.